what up and welcome to It's Like This Everywhere. I am your host, Dana, sometimes known as Hustle Goddess, and I am amped to be doing this episode, all right? It's definitely not the Red Bull you're hearing. Definitely not, all right? <laughs> Although if you work for Red Bull, Red Bull, please feel free. A little, you know, a little sponsorship, a little something, something my way would be cool. But <laughs> anyways, the reason I'm amped to be doing this episode is because it is the second part to episode 10. So this is like, you know, episode 10.5. One, you could say, but we are at episode 11, and I, I am amped to do it because I feel like the first half of the list was good, and this half of the list is better. I feel like this half of the list is a little bit more spicy, a little juicier details. So, I'm gonna do the disclaimer, and we're gonna get right into it. All right, so I am white for those of you who don't know. My background to be specific is Sicilian and Jewish, pretty much, and I'm I technically am mixed, I think, with like a couple other little small things. But I've never done an ancestry test, so those are really the two main things I know. <laughs> All right. So this podcast is about my experience and opinions, and I will eventually contain interviews, which will be the opinions and experiences of others. And I know I say that, and it might sound like, you know, like, okay, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Listen, guys, I record at like a tiny desk in my room, and I only have one microphone, and I'm not really tech savvy. Okay, so. When I get to interviews and I get good enough to be doing like online interviews or I get a studio that I could, you know, interview somebody face to face, I'm amped for that. I'm looking forward to that. I truly am. All right. But I'm growing. If you want to get to those interviews faster, then share this podcast with your family and friends so I can grow faster and get to those super cool interviews because I know, personally, I know really cool, really amazing people. And I'm excited that I have them on my roster of people to interview. I just need the actual, like, physical and technical capacity to do so. All right? So support me, my day one people. All right? And share this podcast. And don't forget to leave a review, all right? Because <laughs> those absolutely help. But I promise you, interviews are in my head and they are on the way. All right? But so, along with that, I do want to remind you that at least right now, seeing as how it's me talking to myself, every opinion that I form and express is my own, and it is subject to change as I gather more information through research and personal experience. They're not professional opinions and may even not be as thoroughly researched as some people would like, all right? And I'm saying this because this episode, like many episodes in the future, is probably going to contain touchy subject matter, and I will have to begin every episode with some kind of content warning for the people who might not really like my content or might not think it's necessarily appropriate. So I just want to give a general blanket warning of what this podcast might contain and who who I am as a person, okay? So it's important for you to understand that other than the intersections that I already exist at, I'm speaking from the outside looking in. I'm not speaking for anyone but myself in this podcast, but I appreciate and hope that the content will resonate with you in some way, and I hope that it does that strongly enough that you will not only subscribe, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, but will also be an active contributor in the conversation that we will be having here, the multiple conversations that we'll be having here because every week it's going to be different. All right. Now this week, like I said, is a continuation from last week's episode of the list of the top sort of six best and worst things about being, you know, like a, a, a C to D lister celebrity. Sometimes I felt I was feeling myself and I was like, nah, I'm a, I'm a C plus celebrity, maybe a C minus. And then 
you know, maybe when I like didn't get an invite to a party or, you know, I wasn't getting paid enough money, which was a, a lot, that that has you feel very D-list. That absolutely has you feel really D-list. <laughs> but let's get into it because like I, you know, like I've been saying, there were absolutely perks. There was the good, the bad, the ugly, but also the beautiful. So let's do this thing. Mmm. Gotta love myself some caffeine. So, let's start with the fourth, you know, on the list of the six best things that about being a celebrity, right? This one is that my job was about me being able to express myself. And that is a huge privilege, right? I'm someone whose self-expression and art is really important to my identity. So having my passion kind of validated as a job was really amazing because I also am the kind of person who ties a lot of my worth to my job. Now, it's not necessarily healthy, all right? And I am kind of trying to, to unlearn that and navigate that in a different way. But because it is my natural tendency to use my job to like validate myself, you know, and I'm like a super naturally competitive person, having my job be tied to my expression, which if you couldn't tell from looking at me, my self-expression is also super important. Like it was a huge privilege. And it's also given me the courage now that I'm in America and kind of out of the limelight to still have enough courage to continue to express myself, right? Um, I actually planned to get my throat tattooed in December, spoiler alert, and I remember my parents were giving me a huge amount of pushback about it, right? Like, they, you know, like, literally, I think the color kind of drained from their faces when I said that I wanted it. And I remember we were out to, like, a fancy dinner with one of my dad's friends, and I mentioned that I wanted to get it, and of course, they both sort of slightly geared up, you know, a little bit. But I remember turning to my mom, who kind of has had more visceral reactions to my tattoos. <laughs> um, but I, I asked them both. I was like, you know, I will reconsider my tattoos. Like, I will, I will reconsider getting this throat tattoo and really, really step back from it. If you can name one thing in life that my tattoos held me back from doing because with my experience in having them there's nothing that I have actually been denied or rejected or failed at because I have tattoos that I was genuinely passionate about something that I really wanted to do maybe there's opportunities that I didn't even know existed that I didn't get because of my tattoos but when it comes to the things that I have worked to achieve, my tattoos have always been super intertwined with that. They're, they're my career essentially is so based on my look and my tattoos. So I asked them that and it's funny, my mom kind of stepped back a bit and she's like, you know what? I've kind of stopped caring. So I wish I caught that on camera. <laughs> um, but I, I do truly like stand by the statement that I can't think of anything that I've tried to go for that my tattoos have stopped me from doing and having my job of like being a celebrity and being in the you know public eye kind of validate my self-expression that was really cool and really huge for me so that was absolutely a privilege because not everyone gets a job where you are allowed to express yourself Aww. in any way 
Now, this first point <laughs> for the worst part of being a celebrity is gonna be super spicy, <laughs> all right? But literally the first opening sentence of it is fake-ass people. Like, that's what I have in my script, right? Literally fake-ass people and, like, fake celebrities. And not that they were fake as in they weren't famous, because, like, I'm going to give you your flowers in that regard. But just personality-wise, the amount of inauthentic people that I met working in entertainment was wild, right? And what's funny about it is it's, like, if you have friends who aren't in the limelight, who you're like your non-celebrity friends, they will, or at least should, tell you when you're being fake as fuck, right? Like, I definitely understand, especially if you are like an entertainer or a creative, you have kind of a natural tendency to like want to entertain and want to fit in and want to be liked. But really what I'm thinking about and like what I'm referring to is like the ego <laughs> that so, so many people got, that so many people had, who like I met at, you know, the beginning of their career, who as they grew, just their egos went crazy. And I am not saying that you shouldn't be proud of your achievements, but don't act one way at one point and then switch it up later. Like... I don't want to name <laughs> too many names, really, but I remember myself and my manager at the time were having a meeting with a rapper, I'm going to say, all right, in Kenya, and he was being so just like uppity and egotistical during this meeting, and he was being really uppity towards my manager, and like my manager at the time, like super chill guy he was he's not he wasn't a combative guy like he was a very very easygoing guy so there's like no need to kind of be uppity towards him but so he was just kind of ego tripping throughout this like whole meeting right and then I remember when I saw this rapper again when we were hanging out outside of like the workspace you know he we got on the topic or we, you know, we're talking about that meeting or something. And I look at him, I was like, why were you acting like that? Like, why were you being this way towards my manager? Like, is that who you are? And I need to be <laughs> concerned. And he was like, no, no, you know, it's just business. It's just business. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Like, you you need people in your life to bring you back to earth if that's how you think you're going to be when you get like any sort of celebrity status because like you should still be someone who I enjoy being around it's like dead ass you know if you think if you think that having any sort of celebrity status like makes you better than anybody else let me tell you the, the fall from grace will be hard especially I think it's super comfortable because People who are comfortable in themselves and their bag, like with their money, I've never noticed act funny towards me. Like I have met massive celebrities who never acted like that. It, I feel like it's always people who are not super sure of themselves, who are maybe like just starting out or they don't really know what their niche kind of is. Like those are the people that I feel like are still growing their confidence because the celebrities that I met that are massive celebrities like did not act like 
like that towards me. Maybe I didn't get to know them super well. I'm not saying I became best friends with any super big celebrities, but I never necessarily got that vibe from the very big ones. And I think what's super interesting, I think the best thing to happen to these like smaller celebrities is people now being able to buy blue tick. Like the fact that you can now kind of buy being verified, I think is hysterical and I think should humble people because now nobody even cares if you're verified anymore. Like, I don't necessarily know if you can still buy it or what the process is on every platform, but I feel like ever since that kind of whole thing, like that whole spot was blown up, people do not really care whether or not you're verified anymore. And uh, I really love that. (laughs) I definitely love that for us. I'm here for the humility. So (laughs) that kind of turned into my favorite thing, karma. But so the next really good thing that I liked about being a celebrity, um, the best thing you could say is that most of the time work really didn't feel like work. So being able to take time for yourself and your own projects either got factored into your work or it was easily managed as part of your schedule right so like the fact that you are a celebrity allowed more time to take care of yourself because who you are is your work and who you are is like your brand right so when I wanted to get another tattoo or I wanted to go to the gym or I wanted to like change the color of my hair or something like that or even do a photo shoot all of that was part of brand building right and so that's part of the privilege of working in like the creative space and just having you be the representation of like your brand and what you're about is that taking care of yourself is taking care of your brand right and again keep in mind that all of the points that I'm making that are like the best things they're all the privileges of what it means to work in this space so so definitely don't think that that's lost on me but what is you know really unique about you know working in the creative space is the fact that work really doesn't feel like work and there is that old cliche saying of like love what you do and it'll never feel like work and I don't think that's always true because there were plenty of times where when I was doing like behind the scenes stuff behind the camera stuff um, more like production work that it it felt like work it felt like I was really putting in labor But when I was able to take time to focus on myself and my brand, that didn't feel like work and yet it was still a benefit, right? So in a weird way, I would honestly say that like, it kind of just goes to show how important self-care really is (laughs) because self-care in like the celebrity space, you can still kind of monetize it and promote it and you know, you'll use it as like an IG post or something in that way. So it's something that you can kind of incorporate into your brand. But like in general, whatever job you do, whatever life you have, it's just important to take care of yourself. Like whether or not it's part of your job, you still should absolutely do it. But it is a perk that you are able to incorporate it into your job when you're working in the creative space. So the flip side of that, which is the next kind of worst thing about being a celebrity um, is that the pressure to always look good and speak perfectly is super it can be super overwhelming at times like it is really kind of fucked up that society is so punitive when someone messes up 
Um, of course, it depends on what the person did or what they said and how they take accountability. But because we're never going to make everyone happy all of the time, we are eventually all going to say something messed up and put our foot in our mouths. Um, that might be an American phrase, but it's like we're, we're all essentially going to mess up and just like say something that was like stupid or uneducated or thoughtless. So it is, it was really crappy and a lot of pressure, you know, how much focus and energy it takes to have to communicate as perfectly as possible and to look as perfect as possible doing it, right? Like, I'm not saying that there was a lot of things that I like bit my tongue about that I truly wanted to express that I think would have been like, oh, people were really going to fight me on it kind of thing. Um, I would say that I was probably one of the more outspoken, like, celebrities, partially because I think that was part of my brand and people really expect it, expected it from me, but more so to what applied to me is, like, I did feel the pressure of looking good constantly, right? Like, even now, I, I struggle with, like, posting pictures or TikToks or something where I don't feel like I look at least kind of halfway decent, right? Like if my skin's having a bad day or my hair is a mess, even if I'm posting something that has nothing to do with my looks, I do feel nervous to post it, right? And I'm like not even in the limelight anymore. It's crazy. Like literally I'm sitting behind a microphone right now. None of you can even see the way I look, but I'm still super nervous about it because my content was so much about the way I looked. Um, and it's funny because I've had this conversation a lot recently, but it was my, of course, obviously my sister because I love her, but even I've said this with like a couple of, of friends as well, that we all just kind of feel bad for young people nowadays, like people who, like teenagers and like super early 20 year olds right now, because it must be super hard having your lives always on record and not being able to mess up or say something that was like uneducated at the time without a lot of backlash. And that's really how it felt for me. And it sort of feels like now back in the States as well. Like I'm very happy that my job no longer requires me to look a certain way. So I can now rebuild how I feel about myself like physically and emotionally from a much healthier place. Like when I was on TV or modeling in Kenya, I'm really happy that I didn't get to the point where I was like heavily face tuning my photos that I'd take of myself or changing my body shape, but that doesn't mean that I didn't obsess over my looks more than I'd like to admit. And even now, you know, I'm sitting on photos from, you know, past photo shoots that I'm like, no, I can never post this. I don't even know why he sent this to me. Like, why would the photographer even send this horrible photo to me? <laughs> you know, so, so I do feel bad for people like younger people who are growing up just being under the microscope. And that's really how it feels like when you're a celebrity, because the bigger you get, kind of the more harsh that microscope is. And so if you're not careful about it, you, you're going to go down a really kind of dark, a dark hole. You know, you really need to protect yourself in that way because it is, it's tough, right? Um, so the final good thing <laughs> that, uh, is about being a celebrity, you know, is 
And this is like honestly my favorite part, I would say, about having any sort of celebrity status or even just like my favorite part about people always say how small Nairobi is, is the fact that I met really cool people. I met really, really cool people who like expanded my mind and my network expanded and and I created really cool, like amazing shared experiences with them. And usually that means that I would interview them, you know, in my case, just because like that's what I did for most of my career. But, you know, in those interviews, it meant that I also inter- like worked and interviewed people in different fields that I, you know, was like bouncing around in. And they were experts in something that I didn't necessarily understand. And it's cool to experience people who are experts in something you don't know. It's like, I think it's cool to not be the smartest person in a room, right? And I loved interviewing people who I got to leave that interview feeling like, wow, I really just got like enlightened by that person, right? So it's, it's a privilege to be able to meet people who are at very high levels of success and pick their brains. And it's also a good idea to just never be the smartest in the room, right? Because that means you're actively working on your growth. And so, like, keep in mind that I'm not exactly talking about other celebrities as well. There are plenty of people who I met um, who were behind the scenes or who didn't even, like, want to be in the spotlight who I would have considered a lot cooler than myself or any celebrity that I met. You know, the person that actually kind of comes to mind... Um, And I'm not going to say the platform I was doing it on because I don't give free press to the platform, but I think the coolest interview I ever did was when I was working on like the internet platform, like the YouTube uh, platform, and I got to interview um, Edwin Kiyama. And he was the guy, if you guys remember, who was accused of creating like a fake I think it was like a fake wanted poster for Uhuru. Um, And interviewing him, I'm sure they took it down, losers. (laughs) Um, Interviewing him was super enlightening. He's an incredibly smart person. He was incredibly well-smoking. I really wish that before I parted ways with them, I kind of... That's a long story. That's another tea spilling story. (laughs) But I really wish I would have gotten that interview. But he was such a cool person to speak to. He was incredibly articulate and also, and like, but humble. He never explained anything to me that had me feeling like, oh, like, I feel like an idiot for not getting you. Like, he really knew how to talk about his passions. And that's that's a talent that not everyone has. And so just being in the room with him and talking with him, honestly, if I can get him on my podcast, Edwin, if you're, who knows, maybe you're listening to this right now, I'd absolutely love to interview you again because talking to people who are smarter than you, and I truly believe Edwin's smarter than me, is so freaking cool, right? So So if you can, and that's something you can do if you're not even a celebrity, just like be in the room, be a fly on the wall with people who you respect and people who you think are smarter than you. Be able to pick their brain. Networking it at any career, at any capacity is important. And it's a skill that you do have to develop because I don't think I'm super good at networking. However, it is 
so good and it's so valuable to be able to kind of like raise your your value and your stakes and like your you know intellect and your interests it's so valuable in so many ways to expand your network to people who are smarter than you and especially who are smart in different capacities even when i would interact with people who were like behind the camera who understood sound engineering shout out to my sound engineer Gerard Beats <laughs> um if you understand something that I don't understand, but I especially like directly gain from, mad respect to you. Cause that's so cool. Cause not everyone can be great at everything at once, right? But so the final point of the day, which <laughs> I should have done these in reverse so we didn't end up on a bad one, but I guess this is more of a reality check to anyone who is thinking about or trying to kind of get big in Nairobi especially now with like let me tell you the economy is economizing it's economizing poorly um <laughs> the worst thing I would say about being like a little d-list celebrity is there's never enough money there's truly never enough money um possibly when you get to the like the top super kind of gate kept level of celebrity in Kenya you get enough but I was never that small percentage like I was never part of that super intense gate kept group of celebrities that always got the bookings you know and things like that so that being said like the money was not generally worth how much labor or control the people that I worked for wanted to have from me like how much I put in to like what I was doing and how passionate I was it never really felt like I was getting a fair amount of money from anyone I worked for right and that's kind of a, a downside of being a creative is people think because you're not creating anything like tangible in you know something they can like touch feel hold kind of thing that they don't that it like oh it must not cost a lot of labor um but that's not true it's it's really emotionally intense to be a creative and to constantly be expected to create and it's worth more money than people are getting paid um and especially like again if you are not one of like the top tier one percent celebrities you are likely getting paid like trash and then also the thing is is maybe it's different now because i'm not there but i feel like younger people have had to fight so hard to get sort of any recognition and they've really had to navigate like the the systems and kind of bend them a little bit to be able to get what they are you know because i feel like a lot of the people who are in power in like the creative space in the creative world like these are older guys yeah so those older guys are really gonna trying to gatekeep uh younger people out and then younger people have had to figure out like okay well you know what you know you can't gatekeep youtube or you can't gatekeep like my social media pages or i'm gonna do this you know things like that so i feel like you know they there's so many new and kind of creative ways to build up and i talk about this in the previous episode where i did talk about gatekeeping but that gatekeeping really affects how much money you're gonna make you know i remember i've had i did have 
uh, a boss when I was on TV, the boss when I was on TV, being like, you know, uh, I think she even called our salaries at one point a token. <laughs> we were told by our first producer that it wasn't even a salary. It was like a token of appreciation for us being there. So it's it's just pathetic, you know. So with all of that, uh, I just want to say that like my, advi- my advice for you um, is if like you do want to be famous you may have to focus first on famous and then focus on rich right if you want to be rich and and famous you might have to focus on one before the other comes all right because a lot of what you see uh people doing i would say is is pretty fake or they're using those perks that i mentioned in the last episode um to to make it seem like things are different than they are, right? Because oftentimes, like, those perks and things don't actually translate to real wealth or real net worth, okay? So unfortunately, there's still a lot of investing that has to be done in the Kenyan creative space and that Kenya also has to do in itself, you know? Like, Kenya really has to work hard to put its creative sector on the map, but I do think young people are really working hard at doing it. So it's about opening, you know, opening up the creative sector more, you know, letting kind of those floodgates open a little bit, right? So I don't know how easy that's going to be because I don't know how much it's changed, you know, since I've been gone, but I don't know if it's really a lot. So maybe someone can kind of comment and let me in on the tea if they think that it has changed. But if you still want to be a celebrity after this or you want to be in the creative space, go for it, right? There's some gray clouds to it, but also a lot of silver linings. And so I would say just remember to have a thick skin and don't be afraid to forge your own path. Because for a lot of that journey, you're probably not going to make a lot of the money you thought you would. So you might as well do or create exactly what you want to do or create and if it's authentic you will find your audience right and then also not everything that you do has to make money and pop and go crazy immediately yeah like like i said before if you create and are authentic you will find the audience who who will support and like you you will find your community okay so i mean even look at me now i promise you (laughs) but knock on wood okay (laughs) um you i'm not making any money from this right i'm not making any money at this moment from this podcast i'm doing it because i love doing it right and i love having people come up to me and say they're related or they like it or they listen so just create what you want to create have a thick skin uh don't don't be afraid to forge that path okay because your community will find you so i think i've said that like eight million times but i really want to get the point across yeah so with all of that please remember to like and subscribe as you are my community (laughs) and uh, i will see you during the next episode Uh, and i love you very much for listening so thank you bye-bye